Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. Hello and welcome to Reflections and Observations, episode 172, covering episodes 167 to 171. And before I start, I just want to take a moment to share with you a milestone. I'm someone who celebrates every little moment, every little win. Why? Because I believe they all matter. So today I'm celebrating yet another milestone and that is that my ranking has changed and I'm now in the top 1% of podcasts globally. I have to pinch myself when I put it into perspective and I share it with you because I produce all these episodes from my home office and my husband very kindly edits them all for me. I write all the show notes and I do all the show artwork and all the marketing myself. I'm up against podcasters who have whole armies around them to pull together their shows. So I want to share with you that the possibility of achieving great results can be made from a very humble setup. And if you're looking to launch a podcast or if you already have a podcast and need some advice to build and connect with your audience and monetize it, then use the Calendly link in the show notes to book in a free call with me and let's have a chat about what you would like to achieve from your podcast. Okay, celebrations aside, let's get cracking on this episode, which is actually my 26th Reflections and Observations episode. And if you're new to Focus on Why, firstly, a very warm welcome. And let me explain to you what these solo episodes are all about. Essentially, when I'm interviewing my guests, I create a safe space where I shine the light on their purpose. And what that means is I listen way more than I speak. However, I do have lots that I would like to share. And so these separate episodes are an opportunity for me to do so. And if you've heard any of my guest episodes, you'll notice I do say very little. And this is purposeful. And I'm known for my quality of listening and thought provoking questions whilst also being able to totally step aside and allow my guests to share their thoughts, their insights. This leads to deep conversations. And as Deborah Henley said in her recent five-star review, compelling content from my guests time and time again. It's a formula that I have used since day one, and I know that it works really well. So here we go. First up is episode 167, PR for Anyone with Christina Daves. Thank you to Cindy Ashton for the wonderful introduction. I really am so grateful for everybody who introduces me to other guests. It's so much fun to expand my network and to meet people that I would absolutely have not met had it been for these fabulous introductions. So how do you stand out amongst all the noise in today's busy online world? How do you get your products and your services into the media and get free PR? How do you share your gift with the world and demonstrate your value? Well, following a challenging situation and having no resources for advertising or the ability to hire a PR firm, Christina Daves taught herself everything she could about generating her own publicity. 
She has since appeared in over 1,000 local and national media outlets and is a regular contributor on Good Morning Washington. Together with her clients, Christine has now had over 1 billion views and generated over eight figures in sales from free publicity. You've got to be out there, you've got to be online and you've got to be telling the world what you do, is what she says. So how do you stand out amongst all the noise in today's busy online world? How do you share your gift and demonstrate value? Now, she talks about this pinball analogy and it's stuck with me ever since. And as an entrepreneur, do you not feel as though you're being pinged around against all these obstacles and just when you feel you're on top and you're going to win that particular prize at the top, you lose the momentum and your little ball drops right down to the funnel at the bottom. Gosh, I totally recognize that metaphor. And what you can do is pull back that trigger and off you go shooting ahead right up to the top again. So it is a great metaphor for business and perhaps life in general. And something else that Christina touched on was if you don't tell the world how great you are, someone else will. And I don't mean that she's saying that other people will tell you how great you are. They'll tell people how great they are and they will shout from the rooftops about themselves, not about you. So it's your responsibility to tell people what you do and what about your products, about your services. And because other people's products and services may be inferior to what you have to offer. But unless you step up and say, hey, I'm here, no one else will come to you. And Christina fell foul to a fraud. She was conned out of a huge sum of money, never to be seen again. And she stood at the top of the rooftops and shared how good she was to make things happen. There is a lot of noise out there and you do have to cut through it. How you do it is up to you. However, if you have any doubts about standing up and saying, look at what I can offer, just know that you're helping people by sharing your gift. And it's okay to have a business around your gift. In fact, it is your responsibility to share your gift with others in the world. You're almost doing the world a disservice by keeping quiet. And Christina talks about creating a wow bio. How does yours look? What is your wow? Show why you are the person in the space and share your story. Back up why you are the person that other people need in the world. Now, I asked a close friend, Joe, and I asked her, what would you say my wow bio would be? Or what would I put in it? And what are my superpowers? And some of her answers surprised me. She said that I had the ability to process and document knowledge like no one else she knew. That wasn't a surprise. And that I was relentless in my thirst for knowledge. Again, not news to me, but I had the ability to connect people and the ability to talent spot, to draw out what's inside people and then map out the how and help them focus on why. That I want things to go well for others. All true all that I'm aware of. She said, I was creative and that I'm able to join idea dots, but more importantly, I manifest them. And that I fully immerse myself into different groups, that I have an incredible sense to help people and that I'm the queen of expertise. Now, I don't believe in being the queen of anything. I think that's just too high of an accolade. And I asked her to clarify what she actually meant by that. And she said, Amy, you simply just want to be the best at whatever you turn your hand to. Okay, I get that. I understand. I do like to do things well. And I've been working with that whole perfectionism for a long time. 
knowing that actually sometimes just getting things out there is better than trying to achieve that perfection. She also said that I allowed myself to be vulnerable when needed, but I always knew when and where that was appropriate. She said she was, I was fun loving, but also really calm and a great interviewer and very methodical. Essentially, I'm a safe pair of hands. Well, Joe, I'm so glad I asked because that really made my day to hear back what other people think of you or think of me. And it's a really useful exercise to go through to understand how you are perceived externally. Are you allowing your superpowers to show or are you hiding them? And what is the point of having superpowers if you are, don't use them, if you are hiding them? So using my superpowers, I literally love every second of it because I know that now in the space that I've created for myself, I'm able just to be who I am, doing what I'm supposed to be doing and directing my superpowers into the right ways. I work in flow state more often than not. I understand how I can apply my energy. Do you have fire in your belly? Are you pointing your superpowers into the right places? Because you could spend your whole life searching for your life purpose, or you could take inspired action to discover it and apply it. Stepping into that space of choice and decisions and not being fatalistic and not being allowing things to happen, you become the creation of all the things around you. You become in control and understanding that we are all connected, that you can be unique and diverse at the same time. And that understanding, like me, that you can be a bridge builder. You can be someone who brings people together. I am a visionary. And in that sense, I aspire to build a better life and a better world for everyone. I feel it's my role to bring people together. And I do that on the show. And I enable them to recognize their own strengths, their superpowers, their desires. And I help them to put that into practice. I love doing what I do. So do you know your superpowers? Ask others who know you well to tell you what they believe your superpowers are and be prepared for all sorts of answers. Different people perceive different things. So you can also do this on your own. You could write down a list of what you do well and just keep writing and adding to that list as new things come to mind. Also, who do you admire in life? Maybe someone who's passed away or is still living. But in particular, what qualities do you admire about that particular person? What are the qualities that you look for in a good friend? Have you heard of the book, The Soul of Leadership by Deepak Chopra? It was introduced to me right back at last year by Lisa Gill in her episode. And she shared this book and I read it immediately. It was absolutely fantastic. And in that book, Chopra asked several great questions. Two of them I'm going to share with you. Firstly, what is your contribution in life? And what is the purpose of what you do? My next reflection is in episode 168, Opportunity to Grow with Cat Settle. Kat said, all growth begins with self-reflection, self-awareness, self-discovery and self-development. Serendipity, spontaneity, law of attraction and hard graft all play their part, as does clarity, discipline and trusting in the process. This is how Kat operates. 
She founded a book club for success and she aligns her values with her mission and is positively driven to help others flourish, which is why she believes that self-awareness is absolutely at the foundation of every opportunity to grow. Do you believe in serendipity or the law of attraction? I do. And this episode is a perfect example of it. And I'll share why. I posted publicly that it was a year of focus on why and I'd reached 167 episodes to that point. I still have to pinch myself when I reflect on that and think back to how I created that show and launched it within a month. It was a crazy period, but we were all in lockdown and I had a lot of time on my hands. And when you know, you know, and I had a feeling and I pursued it with all my heart and soul. So back to that me posting episode 167. It was then that I got a direct message from Kat saying, could she be episode 168? We'd been meaning to record her episode for months and just hadn't coordinated our lives to do so. So we made it happen. And there's a reason why, if you listen to the episode, why the number 168 means something very special to Kat. So yes, I do believe in serendipity. And in a moment of planned spontaneity, we pulled out the stops to record that episode. To be honest, I I was a little concerned about our conversation staying within my range of normally about 35, 45 minutes as Kat and I are huge book lovers. And I'd wondered if we would just drift off topic and we managed it. We, We managed to stay on track and explore Kat's why and not talk about too many books. However, I am going to share one observation from this episode where we did talk about a book, and that was Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And we talked particularly around the concept of the emotional bank account. And Kat said, once you know about that, you can't unknow it. And she's right. Have you read this book? Do you know about the seven habits? It's a great book. And It's often a book that I dip into regularly and I've written so many notes about it. In fact, I've just bought the motivational card deck, which was a celebration of 30 years of the book anniversary, where you have 52 cards to challenge and inspire you every week. And weeks 25 to 27 focus on the emotional bank account, on building it, on apologies and on forgiveness. So if you're curious about this card deck, I've put a link into the show notes for these cards. Full disclosure, it's an affiliate link I've shared. So I do earn a very, very small amount if you do purchase the cards. So what is the emotional bank account? Well, it's a metaphor to describe the amount of trust that has been built up in a relationship. It's the feeling of safeness that you have with another human being. And Stephen Covey details six major deposits that build up the emotional bank account. First, is understanding the individual. In fact, he says that seeking to understand another person is probably one of the most important deposits you can make. And it's a key to every other deposit. He even references a successful parent about raising children is to treat them all the same by treating them differently. Now, this advice has served me very well over the last 18 years with my two children. Second, is attending to the little things. And Kat talks about this, and it is so true. The little kindnesses and courtesies all add up. They all matter. The little things are indeed the big things. Third is about keeping commitments. Keeping a promise is a major deposit, just as breaking a promise is a major withdrawal. 
Fourth is all about clarifying expectations and making them clear and explicit from the outset. You have to value everybody's time, including your own. Fifth is showing personal integrity, being honest, open and kind. And the final, the sixth deposit is to apologise sincerely when you make a withdrawal. So are you aware of your emotional bank accounts? How do you build them? This is a great metaphor and I ask you to think about the current balance in your emotional bank accounts with the people that you have them with. And as Kobe said, in relationships, the little things are the big things. Deposits build trust and withdrawals break down trust. So take care and assess whether you need to make more deposits. The status of your account determines how well you communicate and problem solve with others. For each person, perhaps list at least three deposits that you could make and also be aware of any withdrawals you need to avoid. Do you perhaps owe someone an apology? Is there someone you need to forgive? I'll leave you to ponder on what actions you may need to take. Reflecting on Kat's belief that self-awareness is the foundation of every opportunity to grow, how self-aware are you? Let's go back to those superpowers, knowing what they are, but also knowing what your weaknesses are, or as Lucia Knight referred to them back in episode 61, your kryptonite. What else could you focus on? Your feelings, your habits, your desires, your triggers, your behaviours or your thoughts. Next up is episode 169. We are the unheard with Eve Horn. On a mission to change the narrative by raising awareness for equality for women in the music industry, singer, songwriter, producer and sound engineer Eve Horn believes that when it comes to being creative, the music should speak first. With a lack of role models, Eve is passionate about promoting women, black and minority ethnic women and LGBTQ plus communities in music. And so launched the T-shirt campaign, We Are The Unheard, to effect change and encourage more women to see that they have choices and careers in the music industry. Eve is, a, as I said, a singer, songwriter, producer and founder of Peak Music UK her journey started at the Brit School and she then signed to Polydor, EMI and toured internationally. She then went on to become a degree qualified sound engineer and is co-founder of a production agency called Marlowe and the Magpie. And she is a native instrument certified specialist and an engineer producer. So what can you do to change the narrative? Well, first, just head over to Instagram and support the campaign, buy a T-shirt and follow Eve, support her mission. What am I doing? For a start, I took on Eve's final words from the episode and took action. Believe in yourself and don't let anybody put your flame out. Shine bright, she said. Back in March, I did Julie Creffield's Grand In Your Hand Challenge. Now, you probably heard Julie speaking in episode 137, Chasing Freedom. And Julie's challenge was all about focusing on one product or service and engaging with your existing audience and sharing with them how you could help them and make money in the process. 
In the spirit that I was speaking of in my reflection of Christina's words, tell people what you do and shout from the rooftops. I stepped up into a space with courage of conviction and started to share more information about what I could help people with. More specifically, how to increase your visibility, credibility and impact with a profitable and purposeful podcast, which inspires, entertains and educates a global audience. Wow, there I said it. A natural evolution of my coaching, mentoring and teaching skills, my podcasting expertise, my recruitment background in interviewing has all come to where I am today and using my knowledge of establishing personal and business brands within sales and marketing backgrounds. They've all come together in a practical and creative toolbox ready to help those keen to launch or relaunch their podcast. And I haven't turned back. As I said, it's been a natural evolution taking me into the world of podcasting. And since then, I've now been inundated with people coming to seek advice on how to launch or, as I said, relaunch their shows. So why do I mention this? Well, partly because of Eve's words around believing in yourself and not letting anyone put your flame out. But also because this is how I met Eve. I met her on Julie Crefield's Grand In Your Hand program. And this is how I am now changing the narrative. Eve was on that course. We got talking with one another. Fast forward just over six weeks and Eve and I have now been working together. We've recorded a podcast episode together, which is 169. And Eve is now editing podcasts for many of my podcast mentoring clients. And I am helping Eve to launch her own show. Clearly not from a sound perspective. She's got that all handled. But from the strategic and purpose perspectives. We met up for the first time for a socially distanced pub lunch on Saturday and we had an absolute blast together. So watch this space. Lots more exciting collaborative efforts will be heading your way. The first of these was that we helped Emma Last launch her new podcast just last week, Human Reboot. Go check it out on Apple Podcasts. The link is in the show notes. You may even recognise guest number four. So Eve and I are women working in the podcasting space and we are encouraging others to step up and bring their shows to life to be heard. We're definitely no longer the unheard. We are being role models for not only future generations, but for today's generation. It is never too late to be who you are and do what you do. So if you've been thinking of launching a podcast, then contact me and we'll take it from there. Next up is episode 170, Courage to Change Direction with Rachel Peru. Championing women in midlife to become more visible, to live a more fulfilled life and step out of their comfort zones with confidence, silver-haired, curved model Rachel Peru first had to step out of the bubble. Refusing to allow her age to define her, Rachel is on a mission to inspire midlife women to try new things, proving to them that they are not invisible in the fashion industry. Having previously turned down so many opportunities in life, Rachel now believes that everything is possible and that you can do so much more than you think, giving her the courage to change direction. Rachel is a body confidence activist. She's an influencer. She's the host of the Out of the Bubble podcast and she's represented by Bridge Models in London. Fully embracing her curves and her naturally silver hair, Rachel has now been, become famous for her silver locks and she is flying the flag for misunderstood and misrepresented women everywhere. 
What a true breath of inspiration Rachel is, championing these midlife women to be represented in fashion with solid messages of you are good enough and to just be true to yourself, to stay in your own lane, to keep focused on what you're doing in life because that is good enough, saying that you don't have to compete with other people. Be authentic. Now, these are all messages you've likely heard before, but how is it that you don't always take them on board and adopt them? Why do you slip back into old habits? Ultimately, the role of the brain is to keep its humans safe at all times. It will avoid uncomfortable situations and use those well-oiled pathways rather than new ones. It seeks the quickest option to do anything. Now, I'm currently on week five of a six week neuroscience course and talking with neuroscience doctor Linda Shaw about the brain's capacity has been nothing short of completely mind blowing. Each week we have covered different topics and I've also just read her book, Your Brain is Boss. I can't tell you how many myths Linda has dispelled over the recent weeks in regards to the brain. And it's got me thinking about how much of my knowledge base is actually factual or is it based on falsities? Linking this to my belief systems, I've been challenging a lot of what I've previously considered to be true. I've been challenging my thinking, the quality of my thinking and the foundations of my thinking. As I said, nothing short of mind blowing. So I'm asking you now, is your knowledge base factual? Are you making decisions with information that's no longer factual or proven with thorough research? Do you know the original source of the research that you cite or the knowledge that you're using within your work? As I said, Linda's been dispelling common brain myths, which I now know are purely distorted generalizations that have been banded around so much that I assumed they were true. Linda truly blasted them out of the water and showed us, her new cohort of eager students, a clearer path of how to incorporate research-backed evidence into our professional areas of expertise. Essentially, just stop talking rubbish about the brain. Now, I've spoken about the importance of facts after reading the book Factfulness by Hans Rosling a few years ago. And I even wrote a short blog, which can be found on my website, Focus on Facts, which is on amyrolandson.com. Do you trust and rely on information offered by people you either don't know well or you know well, as a basis for your everyday decisions. It can often be your inherent bias which guides you through life with, without you even questioning whether it's true or not. Do you even second guess daily decisions because your instincts could be a distorted version of the reality? It's so important to verify your facts. So when was the last time you updated your mental knowledge database? It is likely to be full of outdated information or worse still, misinformation. Don't believe me? Well, I challenge you to take the factfulness test and see how you score. You'll find it in the show notes. Just go and see what it's like. It's really interesting. Now, something that I am now aware of, and I'm not a mass person, is when the term majority is used, this can be between anywhere between 51 and 99%. Now, that's a massive range. Are you willing to make a decision when they say that the majority of people go with this, where there could be a variance of up to 48%? I find that interesting. And maybe it's not always worth following the crowd. Well, I know for a fact it isn't. So give yourself a knowledge base audit 
Step back to reflect and verify the facts before making decisions. Don't trust blindly. Try the test below to see how accurate your knowledge database really is. You may be surprised by that score. Challenge your thinking. Don't trust. Verify your facts. Rachel definitely has done an audit of her facts and has changed her habits based on what she now believes to be true. She's a huge advocate of midlife beginnings and now has many great opportunities ahead of her that she has created. With more energy than ever before, she's a woman in full flow with newfound confidence and knowledge. She now sees that life has so much more to offer her. Aligned with a mission, she understands her purpose, her plan is clear, and she's focused on why she does what she does. And wow, does she now shine the light on her purpose. And that light is empowering so many others to step up into a more confident space. It's challenging the status quo. It's shaping the future in the fashion industry. It's giving women body confidence. It's making it okay to embrace the aging process. So finally, for today's reflections and observations episode is my last reflection, 171 unique perspectives with Deborah Henley. Now, I first met Deborah virtually over a year ago now, although strangely, our paths had crossed many times in life without us even knowing. It's very likely that we pass ourselves on the water in many locations as we're both keen oarswomen at competitive rowing events. And we also both went to Reading University. So having not met her before, and actually, to be fair, we still haven't met physically, we virtually met last year at several online network meetings. And like Rachel, Deborah spoke in her episode of Courage. In fact, Courage has featured prominently in many of my recent episodes. I even wrote another blog about it. Go check it out. It's called Focus on Courage. And this time, Deborah speaks of having the courage to let yourself shine brightly, to look for your spark. Have you found your spark in life or are you living with your shadow spark? What's the difference? Well, you have to go back and check the episode to understand what the two different types of sparks mean. But for Deborah, she said it's a lifelong challenge to learn to live life on your own terms and to understand what it means to have a sense of accomplishment in well-being and achievement. And she talks about the necessary ingredients for her in her life. So what lights your fire? What ignites your spark? Or has your spark perhaps dwindled? As a leader, do you know where you're taking your people? With a blend of unique insights and unusual experiences, Deborah helps people to work out what really matters in life. She helps leaders to understand what really matters in life. In the darkness, she believes you can find your light. And she speaks on the power of authentic presence, personal brand identity and storytelling. Deborah's work draws on her 20 years in clinical and business psychology, neurolinguistics, hypnotherapy, as well as her love of the arts, improv, drama, storytelling. So let's talk about one of the questions that I asked Deborah. It's one of the questions that I ask many of my life purpose coaching clients, and that is what really matters to you? What really matters? Deborah's answer was that she said to not hide, to be able to be the raw, honest self. This is my truth, she said. This is how I experience the world. To have the courage and stand up for myself and to want to be accepted, not judged and condemned. 
Deborah talked about the age old question, who am I to talk about this? Who am I to put my head above the parapet and speak about this? Aren't there other people who are better qualified to speak about this than I am? Isn't this a bit glib, she said. Isn't this a bit obvious, she said. Well, I totally agree with Deborah. And oh my goodness, how I felt like this in the past. That question of who am I to talk about this rears its ugly head in the form of imposter syndrome from time to time. And I had that entire question raising its ugly head. And I had that entire conversation with myself about launching this show a year ago. Talk about why. Isn't that what Simon Sinek does? Isn't that his space and area of expertise? Well, yes, it is. And actually, there have been many anthropologists, philosophers, psychologists, neurosciences, writers. In fact, practically all of mankind before me and Simon have also spoke of purpose and why. There are many people out there whose expertise lies in the podcasting space. You know what? There's room for all of us. None of these facts stop me from speaking up and entering into these spaces. Honestly, for a moment or two, occasionally, yes, it makes me think, oh, who am I? I have that whole question rearing up in my head again. But I put my big girl pants on. To be fair, they're bigger after three lockdowns than they used to be. And I step up to the mark. And in Christina's words, I said to myself, if I don't do this and tell the world how great I am, someone else will step up and I'll regret not doing it. In fact, I'm happy for others to talk about purpose and why. I don't have dibs on those questions and those subjects. In Kat Settle's words, little moments make big differences. Indeed, they do. In a matter of moments, I created Focus on Why podcast and it's now become a movement. Well, Maybe not quite a movement, but I have the vision and the energy to take it that way. It has certainly caused many ripple effects and I will continue with my work. And in Eve's words, what, what can I do to change the narrative? Well, I'm being visible. I'm focused on what I can do to affect change. I'm challenging myself to be that role model for other women out there, to be centre stage and to be comfortable being in that space. In Rachel's words, I'm staying true to myself. I'm not in competition with anyone. I'm simply being me, authentic, showing up for those who need to hear what I have to say. And that links into what Deborah said, that these may be the words that someone needs to hear. In fact, that's just reminded me of a comment someone made on my Instagram post recently. In response to believing in yourself and don't let anybody put your flame out, Eve's words. And they said, thank you for this post, Amy needed to read this today. So don't underestimate the importance that you have in life, the impact that you can make, the message that you share. What really matters? What really matters to you? Speak up, be heard, listen to others and remember, be aware of your emotional bank accounts. Thank you for listening to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson, and if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a five-star Apple podcast review. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook, and become a member of my inspiring, uplifting, and positive Focus on Why Facebook group. I help people to focus on their why with clarity, uniting their passion with their purpose with a plan to create the life they truly desire. If you would like me to help you focus on your why, then please book a free 20-minute coaching call via candidly.com forward slash Amy Rowlandson. And if you haven't already, please sign up for the Friday Focus weekly newsletter via my website, amyrollinson.com. 
Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.